boys and girls, uh, let's see if I remember how to do this. Welcome back to season nine. That's season nine of the Carly and Crappy Show. Uh, my name is Uncle Crappy. Um, that over the other person on the screen over there. Uh, we're used to doing this. We've we've been doing this for nine years. Yes, but we have been. Else, now everybody else on the entire planet is used to, to Zoom calls and and video chats and all that stuff. <laughs> Guys, this is Carla. This is the, this is the Carla of the Carly Crappy Show. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? We were just talking pre-show about how much I uh, I appreciate jumping on a Zoom call and not having to lead a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> and we can do that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do at some point this season. We'll do an all an all PowerPoint Carla and Crappy Show. It <laughs> would that. be it'll be it'll be riveting. It'll be spectacular. I'll but not as riveting as our new show open. I, I've, I've got to give kudos to you for that. You sent that to me this afternoon. If you didn't watch Thank the you. video, if you're listening to the show, go find us on YouTube and watch the open. Yeah, the go. It's, I, I, um, that just occurred to me today when once we confirm that it's like, oh, right, there's football games and we should probably do a show if we're going to do this. Um, and like, oh, and then, yeah, I need an opening, huh? Don't I? <laughs> so we have, uh, it's, I, I was pleased with how that turned out. <laughs> my husband laughed out loud, and it's really hard to make him laugh. And I nice, showed it to him, and nice. he just he cackled. And so I'm like, okay. I am, I, that makes me so happy. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, and that's, I mean, the, the, the masks are, are that's the, we, I, I think the theme for the season is like, we have no idea. That's <laughs> not that we don't have an idea what the theme is going to be. That is the theme. We have no idea. Yeah. We have we no idea. Have we usually have a show every year that that's the we have I have no idea or we have no idea edition and like this year that's just like whole season. It's the whole season because we don't know if this is going to be a whole season and we right. don't know if there's going to be a playoff and we don't know how any of this stuff is going to work. But you know there are games and and because this is what we do we should we should talk about them right. We should. Even um, if we know nothing about any of these teams, but like you said earlier, well, yeah, it hasn't stopped us before. So <laughs> there is, there is that uh, the, the the pickings are kind of. I mean, the games are interesting, actually. Um, they are, yeah. but uh, but you know, these are they're they're, they're we're not looking at, uh, at at Power Five conferences playing this weekend. Um, but I mean, we will get to that stuff. Um, uh, I, one thing I, I did want to uh, we we did want to start with um, is that uh, that that. Of course, this because this is what he does. President Trump has inserted himself uh, into this into this whole thing. Um, there was a call today. Uh, we're taping this on Tuesday um, between President Trump and Kevin Warren, the the new. I feel so so sorry for this guy, the the new um, uh, commissioner of the Big Ten, uh, about starting the season. Um, I didn't realize that uh, that the President Trump was a, a, a Big Ten fan to this degree. Um, and he later tweeted that a plan to bring back Big Ten football was on the one yard line. That's a quote. Um, Carla, my question for you is like, which one yard line are we <laughs> talking about? Because he did not make that clear. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, well, if you ask other people who are familiar with the conversation, I'm using air quotes if you're listening to this. Um, yeah. It, you know, they said, yeah, yeah, no, that's nowhere close. It's not even, we're not even in the red zone yet. So maybe it is the other one. Maybe it is the standing. Yards. Yeah. With the back against your, your end zone. But <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I, I trust Pete Tamil a lot and I went and I read his take on the whole thing and, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, he kind of outlined it um, for the record, for, for full disclosure, Pete didn't work at Yahoo when I worked there. So he was hired after mm -hmm. I was gone. So we were never mm -hmm. coworkers or anything, but um 
But yeah, his take on it was, it looks like the Big Ten's kind of preparing for every possible scenario, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, You know, the idea of bringing football back right around Thanksgiving is is intriguing and I know that that's that's something that, that a lot of people have angst over because it doesn't solve the the potential playoff issue um that you know you wouldn't start the season early enough to get a Big Ten team potentially into the playoff because right. they'd only have played like three weeks before the playoff you know would be announced um but it ends the season earlier and it solves that problem that we talked about in the first show together their season mm-hmm. opener on the how do you play two football seasons in the same calendar year um and and the toll that that takes on the student athletes so you know you start the start the season in, in november you end mm-hmm. the season they were talking about you know possibly the early part of march with a, a faux rose bowl with the mm-hmm. pac-12 um mm-hmm. who might run the same schedule and I don't know. That seems kind of plausible to me. Um, it, it lessens the toll on the players. And, you know, and then if things don't, aren't working out well, then, you know, the original plan right now is to start sometime in January. Um, so no harm, no foul. You just push everything into January and just see what happens. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad idea to potentially prepare. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't, because I still think this whole thing's going to blow up in our faces. Um, in the next four to five weeks after we start getting, you know, we start flying kids all over the country. Um, and, you know, we're already starting to see cases on campuses and small team outbreaks and those yep. kinds of things. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see this lasting long term. Um, but it can't hurt to repair just in case a miracle happens. True. Right. True. I, but I, yeah, this I, is all I, posturing. The, the, the November thing, I, I don't think is likely. Um, I, I think you can accomplish all that stuff, even starting in January. Um, you know, say you do a, a division round robin, Big Ten title game. Um, do this in, in conjunction with the Pac-12 and and have a Rose Bowl uh, at the end of it. I think that would be a very cool thing. Um, a lot of people watch it. I would watch the hell out of it. I absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's going on now is this is this is posturing by a, a president that uh, who who desperately needs wins in uh, the, the the geographic territory we're talking about here. Yep. Um, because that's, that's where the election is going to be won. And, uh, and it, it, it actually puts him in an interesting position because, you know, if, if by some reason that this would, this would happen uh, and, and the Big Ten would come back earlier than anyone expected, he can, he can take credit for it. Um, and if not, he can go back to his, uh, his normal playbook, which is to, to claim that, uh, you know, he's, he's being played politics with and um, you know, he tried to do what was right for the people. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to sound so cynical, uh, but that's, th- that's what I see as the motivation here. Um, I mean, you know, Kevin Warren, if someone is, you know, someone walks into Kevin Warren's office and says, uh, the president of the United States is on the phone. <laughs> you got to take the call. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you really, you really need to. Um, but I just, I, I, I don't see it as much more than that. Um, I come back in January, guys. That's fine. I, I will be I will be happy to watch uh, regardless. I usually get depressed about about January when the season's ending, and it's like, oh god, there's no college football till August. Um, so that would be welcome. That would be a welcome thing. Um, one thing I maybe I, maybe maybe this is clear. Uh, it, if there is a playoff, and we don't know that there's going to be a playoff because we have no idea. Um, uh, one thing is clear that the Big Ten probably won't be part of it. Um, but on the outside chance or inside chance that there's going to be a playoff, uh, the time honored traditions of sports podcasting require that we make predictions, uh, even, you know, about things that may or may not happen. So 
Carla, as we do on our first show uh, every season, let's take a shot at picking the what the, the final four would be. Um, do you want to go? You ready? Sure. Yeah, I can go. Do it. Um, okay, so so I'm gonna just go ahead and name off the first two because just like every other year in this show, my 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 first two teams that I I think are probably gonna be in there are the two teams that we say every freaking year. Every year. And that would be um, Clemson and Alabama. Yeah. Um, Clemson's playing an all ACC schedule. I mean, you, yes. you might as well if there's a playoff, put them in it right now. Like, there's the ACC is terrible except for Clemson. Um, Clemson's going to be in if eh, Clemson's Clemson's going to be in as as long as as long as um, we make it to a playoff. Yes, Alabama is interesting. I but again, don't don't bet against a Saban with a chip on his shoulder. Um, we've learned that in the past, so that's why I put them in there. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And let's be honest, Saban's done everything right during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like he has he's managed this better than probably anybody in the country. Um, like him, despise him, whatever. He's done a nice job of managing this and keeping his players focused, but addressing everything that's going on yep. in a way that has felt really responsible. I'm not going to bet against Saban as long as he's still the head coach at Alabama. So Alabama's in. The other two positions are really, really interesting. Um, I go back to the conversation that we had at, at the end of last season when I made the mistake of saying I wanted the calmer season. And our our, our wild predictions, you had the wild <laughs> prediction – that Texas A&M was going to win the uh, the SEC West, which was right. really intriguing, right? Yeah. And and I actually I saw it. Like I was and, like, okay. And, and horribly wrong, by the way. But yes. Well, we didn't know that, I and mean, we still don't know. But like, <laughs> it, it still could happen. Yes. It, it, it's a you know, I we there's a lot of unknowns about Alabama, and sure. and so you know, I went through the SEC West, like. LSU is really interesting this year. I mean, we joked during the NFL draft that like they they like the entire team got drafted um, and maybe some basketball players too. Um, but, but at the same uh, and, time, and they're, all, and they're all playing in the, st- in the NFL in the state of Ohio, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're all playing in Ohio. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing about LSU this year is that very quietly, and nobody's talked about this because there's, you know, a million things to talk about right now, mm-hmm. but the new defensive coordinator at LSU is Bo Pelini. Like, right. That's a huge hire. Um, Bo, Bo does that well. He does. He, he, that's, you know, Bo might not always be a great head coach, but he's a darn good defensive mind. And to put yep. him there next to Edo, like, that's an interesting combination. So I don't take LSU out of the conversation. Texas A&M, like you said, is probably the most stable out of any mm-hmm. of the teams in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn still has Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Like, he's coming up, so there's some in- intriguing things there. Um Still, hope, we're still hopefully going to get an egg bowl with Kiffin and Leach if we make it that long into the season. So you know, you got those kind of wild cards <laughs> oh, floating man, around can, out. Oh, we can only hope. You know, and so it's just like the SEC West is actually really interesting this year. I still think Alabama comes out on top, but it wouldn't stun me if we had, you know, if if Texas A&M snuck in there, that wouldn't stun me entirely. Um, the SEC East is really um, Alabama and Florida, um, or I'm sorry, Georgia and Florida. Uh-huh. Um, Florida's offense started to look pretty good last year. Cal Trask was settling in. I like what Dan Mullen's doing there. Um, Georgia had to bring in a transfer quarterback um, for this year. So I'm going to give the edge to Florida. And because we only have three power five teams, I think the SEC title game is Alabama-Florida, and it doesn't matter who wins. Mm -hmm. They're both in the playoff. Okay. Okay. So so Florida's my third team in. 
And as much as I would like to say that, like, whoever is second in the SEC West sneaks in, I think the committee would want to have representation from the other Power 5 team if they're still playing at that point. And the Big 12 is going to be a hot freaking mess this year. We know that. Like, it's just (laughs) – who's going to win the Big 12 this year? You know, uh, Oklahoma doesn't have Jalen anymore. You know, so they're looking for a new quarterback. Um, Is this finally Texas's year? How many times do we have to ask that? But they've still got Sam Ellinger. True. And they still have some really, really good ground game um, mm-hmm. that, that could be. Dave Aranda's an interesting hire at Baylor. Could could Baylor be thrown into the mix with Dave Aranda? I don't know. I'm going to give the edge to Oklahoma because they're, they, they're a known entity in Lincoln Riley. Um, and so, uh, sure, Oklahoma wins the Big 12. I've seen a lot. Bleacher Report actually predicted a three-way tie for the Big 12 title between Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Okay. And that they, they all beat each other up. And by yep. point differential – the Big 12 title game ends up being a rematch of Bedlam. Um, okay. So what the heck? Whoever wins the Big 12 gets in. We'll call it Oklahoma for now. So that's my four. Clemson, okay. Alabama, Florida, Oklahoma. What would it, if, if, how would your top four be different if all of the, the Power 5 conferences were playing this year? Oklahoma would be out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, until the Big 12 can convince me that they can play defense, I think the Big 12 should be banned from the college football playoff. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because every de- de facto, year... De facto kind of is. I mean, yeah. it, Oklahoma is the, is the, the steady participant. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that seems to happen more often than not. I think whoever wins – the Big 10 was going to be really interesting, and I hope we still get the season in January or November whenever we get it because the Big 10 – we talked about this. Big yeah. 10 East is always interesting. Minnesota rising up in the West is fascinating and can yes. upset the apple cart. Um, could Minnesota win the whole freaking conference? I think it's possible this year. I think they were on the, they were on the verge of like being super competitive – Ohio State was still going to win the was still going to win the East. I, mm-hmm. I I don't see that being really in question. And and yeah, so punt out Oklahoma, put in Ohio State. Um, heck, if o- if Ohio State plays four games when they announce it, kick out Oklahoma and put in Ohio State. <laughs> right? uh, <laughs> I'd rather see a three and O Ohio State in the college football playoff than an eight and two Oklahoma that's not going to play defense. I, I would um, I would be for that too. I, I, <laughs> I had a hunch you might be um and then i don't i don't know i'd probably still keep both alabama and florida and i think i'd probably still keep the top two teams out of the sec one out of each conference okay okay so. I, I i i do want to i wanted to i asked you that because i i, I preface my picks uh with it with this and if this were a normal college football season and everyone's playing college football i would have ohio state ranked no no lower than second yeah. Um, and given what we learned about going head to head with Clemson back in January, um, which and that that was a catch for for those of you who remember, um, <laughs> an excellent chance I would I would have them ranked number one right now. Um, Got to find a running game. Uh, that's that's a big question, but <sighs> I I don't know. I, I I would have Ohio State in the top four certainly. You think about Minnesota. Uh, you think about Penn State. Um, that's the, I, you know, it, it, if the season goes as I would anticipate, Penn State would have at least one loss. Wouldn't make it to a title game, but um, Penn State, man, they look really good. Uh, and and I, so my my top four would be very different um, than than it is now. My what my my projected final four, uh, but going with what we got. Uh, there's Clemson. 
there is Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Florida, and that's um, I, 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 a, a lights out defense and an improving offense. Um, yeah. I, I, I think uh, that gets them there. And I think you're right. That's uh, Florida, Alabama, and the SEC title game. And the only thing that that matters, that game matters for, is the SEC title. I think they would both get in. And seeding. Uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, and then I, you mentioned Clemson playing an all ACC schedule. You know who else is going to benefit from that? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yep. Um, and uh, because Notre Dame, um, you know, it, it's it, it doesn't have its traditional schedule. All in this, all in the conference, or mostly in the conference. I don't know if they have any non-conference games or not. Um, and and the, their strength. Uh, the Irish, the strength of the Irish is in the lines, both, both on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah. A lot of experience. Uh, that's enough to protect a, 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 a decent quarterback in Ian Book. Um, it's enough to, to ensure they have a good running game. It's enough to ensure they can, they can shut down the run. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have Notre Dame in my top four uh, in a normal 2020 season. Um, but as, as we're going to make very clear, <laughs> this whole thing, this is not a normal season. And I, I think they were, uh, in, given this situation, I think they'll be in the, they'd be in the final four. We both despise Notre Dame. Like that's, that's a known entity on this show. <sighs> yes. But I will go out and say, even after, what was it, two years ago when we, when we had the, please, for the love of God, somebody beat Notre Dame already somebody campaign. Beat Notre Dame, yes. Um, I would still rather have Notre Dame in that potential playoff than well, a big I mean, 12 than a big 12 team that won't play defense if they're they're they are the they're sort of carrying the torch for the midwest right now yeah which i yeah, I, I, right. I, I it bothers me that that's my reason for for wanting them to do well and i'm not sure that wanting them to do well is the is the correct uh is the right way to phrase that but um i i think it's a very good team uh the the the, the acc schedule helps them out a bunch mm-hmm. um and, and i i think that's uh that's gonna be a, a, a give them a good shot at making the final four so but again team we have no idea no idea we have no idea but um we will see how that goes and then there are actual college football games i know there there have been a couple actual college football games already um but these are actual College football games this weekend. Yes. And I am, I am actually excited about them. Um, we're going to start. I gave this, I may, uh, this may be a name that people have used already. I'm, I just, I had to look up the name of the river that goes between uh, West Virginia and Kentucky. It is the Big Sandy River. We are going to call this the Big Sandy River rivalry at 1 p.m. Saturday, Eastern Kentucky at Marshall. Marshall is favored by we have no idea because there's no line on this game because Eastern Kentucky is a, a, a 1AA team or whatever they call it these days. I would point out, however, that the ESPN matchup predictor is 95% Marshall. <laughs> Just so we have a, a, a basis, to, a, a starting point here. Carla, what do you think? Well, and, and not that this game was scheduled late or anything, but I can almost throw a stone back to the calendar when, when this game was put on the schedule, right? So it's it's like, it did three weeks, maybe? August 18th, okay. less than, less than okay. two weeks ago. Okay. Less than two weeks ago, this game was put on the schedule. Um, and and I get it. Like you, know, like you said, these are two teams that are really in really close proximity to each other. Like, what the yeah. heck? Why not? Let's play a game. Um, 
So Eastern Kentucky had to do some research on them, which I shouldn't have had to do research on them because they play in the Ohio Valley Conference, and I should have known that. But um, there's been a lot of things going on in the world right now, and I just that was it's not high busy. on my radar. It's a little busy. Um, but yeah, the Eastern Eastern Kentucky Colonels is their mascot. I had to look that up. Uh, they play FCS in the Ohio Valley. Um, this is a game if you happen to like the last name Wells. If your name is Wells, you're going to do – you're intrigued in this you're gonna game. You're going to do well? Because maybe, um, although that's challenging because it's both sides of the, of the equation here because the new <laughs> Eastern Kentucky head coach is Walt Wells and the new quarterback at Marshall is Grant Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea if there's any relation. Didn't have enough time to go look that up. So, um, anyhow, uh, the Colonels, the, the report, reports say, because I know nothing about them, um, other than the fact that they play m- quite possibly the best-named team in the FCS in their division in the, in the Ohio Valley, which is just right up the road here in, in Tennessee in Austin P, because they have the best chant ever, and Let's you know pee. what it is. Let's go pee. Let's go pee. Um, I, I, I love my fellow Tennessee institutions. You're the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? You got to. You got to. And so I was rooting for them the other night. I actually watched part of that game last Saturday because I just, you know, it was football and I, local, local kids and, and what the was. heck, why not? Yes. Um, I only made it about a quarter though. Sorry. Um, but anyhow, Eastern Kentucky reports say that they're not much of a passing threat. They're a really run heavy offense. Um, they rushed for over 200 yards per game last year. So that's, that's where they make their money on offense is, is through the run game. Um, Marshall's defense is good and it was good last year and it should be good again this year, especially in the secondary. So if, so if Eastern Kentucky is able to throw the ball at all, um, it's not going to matter because Marshall's secondary is, is really, really good. Um, and Marshall's new quarterback again, Grant Wells, but the, what's cool about it is, you know, there's not a lot of information about this game. So I got to find out that, that Grant Wells is a local kid. Um, and it's the first starting quarterback from the state of West Virginia in quite oh, wow. some time. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see the local kid kind of, you know, go to, go to the school and, and become the starting quarterback. Um, and like you said, the only, my other, um, only other note on the game is the fact that ESPN had this as a 95% Marshall win. Um, anytime you get even a mid, even a, you know, a, a power or a group of five um, FBS opponent playing an FCS opponent, you root for the upset. You know, we all think back to Appy state. I yep. don't know. Um, I, 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 I think Marshall wins this game, but it might be entertaining. I mean, it, it, it two local teams could be, could be fun to watch and a mm-hmm. fun way to start a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, this actually was a rivalry in the eighties and early nineties when, uh, before Marshall made the jump uh, to, to one a hmm. um, in those days, both Marshall and Eastern were, were uh, kind of uh, perpetual um, uh, playoff teams uh, contenders for one double a title. Um, so they played, there was a stretch of almost 10 years where they played every single year. Um, Marshall leads the series, uh, but it's actually, but it's closer than you think. If you're thinking about, you know, D1 versus 1AA, uh, F- FBS, FCS. I'm going to learn that someday. I'm going to find that. <laughs> Don't. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the, so the Marshall leads in the series, but it's 11 to 8 to one, uh, and one tie. So, I mean, it's a it's a, a pretty close. Uh, it, it actually is a legit rivalry, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. I mean, the proximity there uh, just a, you know it's a couple hours drive uh, between the two schools. Um, the thing uh, you mentioned, uh, Marshall's quarterback. I wanted to mention uh, uh, Marshall's running back, uh, Brandon Knox. Uh, he rushed for almost fourteen hundred years uh, and over five a carry last season. Um, he was the media picked him as the uh, the the, the Cusa 
preseason MVP, and he is on Doak Walker Award, Award Watch lists. Um, Marshall doesn't have a whole lot of experience at quarterback, but if they have a guy who can just kind of hand him the ball and mm-hmm. get out of the way, um, that's uh, that, I think that's going to be enough for Marshall to win this one pretty handily, uh, hence the, the 95%. Um, the, the big game, for you and me anyway, <laughs> this will start. We're not going to watch a whole lot of the big Sandy River rivalry because um, it, 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 a half hour later on Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Saturday, Middle Tennessee State at mm. Army. Army is favored by 3.5. I'm going to make it um, off the top of this. I'm going to, I'm going to make it clear. Uh, no Ohio State, no Ohio University. Army is my team this year. Boom. Period. So nope. with that in mind, Carla... And, and you can explain whatever background you want about about uh, about middle. But um, I was going to say, yeah. So 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 I work I work at middle. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so 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 I have an affinity because some of you know I, I actually don't have any nobody on the team is in any of my classes this semester. But um, but I was but, hoping you knew Asher O'Hara. Asher O'Hara. Asher hoping- O'Hara. No, I actually have never met him. Um, okay. Because you know he became starting quarterback, and then pandemic hit in the spring, and so I didn't really ever get to meet some of the some of the football right. players. I, I I have a basketball player on, in one of my classes mm, this okay. semester. Okay. Um, but anyhow, so so yeah, so I teach at Middle, um, and um, and my team of preference, which is Ohio State or is uh, Penn State, is um, also not playing this year, which means right. that Middle is now my primary team um, because I went to Robert Morris and they're an FCS team, and they're still playing some, I think. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they're playing a bunch. I did not uh, look. I, I included Robert Mor- Morris mask in the intro. I don't know if you caught that or not, but I did. It's in there. Is it? I'll yeah. have to go watch it again. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, it was probably in the very end. In the, uh, yes, it was. In it, the, was. In the, it was. It was. It was one of the quick ones. Yes, but it's there. But it's there. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so I mean, and and Robert Robert Morris hasn't had a great football program for the last oh, four or five years. You know, I still catch them occasionally on TV. But no, middle is my team this year, um, yes. because a the health of my, of the football team is in, is partially indicative of of the health of our campus in general. And so yes, I would that's, like to see. I, I, I would like to see the football succeed so that campus succeeds so that we continue to have a semester that's that's in all of our best interests. So, um, so yes, I am true blue this semester. It, it, it works really well that all of my teams are blue. Like, I just change shades. So I'm in royal blue now <laughs> as opposed to being nice. in my navy. Um, but no, I mean... Uh, MTSU, I mean, yeah, the stock still legacy at quarterback ended last year, and, and Asher O'Hara took over um, as quarterback, and he, he had some growing pains, and, and Middle didn't have a great season last year. But, gosh, that offense can be really fun to watch when they're clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Asher O'Hara is a true dual-threat quarterback. He actually led the team in rushing last year yeah. um, in addition to passing, and that offense can be really, really fun to watch. The problem with Middle last year was the fact that they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't get off the field on defense. Um and then they couldn't convert third downs. Like that was the, so like those two things just lead to a losing season and that's, and that's what happened. Um, but now that you have a team that's gelled a little bit more, um, especially on offense, defense, they're still going to have some work. They, they have to replace, um, they lost seven of their top 12 tacklers on defense. So that's not, that's not great for, for defense, but um, you know, if they're having problems getting off the field, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
so there's still some growing pains there, but offensively, I think that, I think we're going to see some some real strides forward um, for middle on offense this year. Now that Asher has gotten a year under his belt, um, Army runs the football. We know this. Right? Yes. We, we don't have to talk about that too much. Nope. You know, last year Army was third in the nation in rushing, but it was actually yes. disappointing because they didn't cross four thousand yards for the first time in like four years, right. and that's a big deal to them when when they are primarily running the football. So, you know, and they didn't have a great season by Army standards. Um, because they weren't quite as successful in running the ball um, as they have been in the past. They also have a lot of turnover on defensive line, um, they, and they don't have much of a pass rush coming back. They lost kind of their best pass rushers, um, which is interesting when you're facing a team that has a dual-threat quarterback that likes to run. Um, there, there's some advantage there for middle if they can, if they can establish – um, Asher is, is, you know, being able to, to move out of the pocket and kind of, you know, run or throw or whatever he wants to do, give, give him some motion. If mm -hmm. Army can't get back into the backfield, I think there's, you know, advantage middle. Um, yep. And three of their top four, three of, of Army's top four tacklers are now um, off, graduated or, or on to other things. And so um, the line in this game is really close. Line's only three and a half. Right. Um, middle's on the road, but other than the travel time, does that matter? Uh, yeah. The right. Home, home, what is, what is home field advantage these days? Yeah. There's not really a home field advantage. And in fact, you have to, you have to travel to get there. Um, of course, I'm going to say middle is going to win this game. They need a bit, they need a big, they need a win. They need a statement win to start the season. Um, and even if army wins and they're not going to, but even if army wins, this game's going to be a lot closer than I think a lot of people expected, because I think middle's going to be able to hang with them with that, with that offense. Um, and, and it's going to be a lot closer because the home field advantage is wiped off the board. So this is middle a, and an upset. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a really interesting game and, 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 and it could be a, a lot of fun. I'm intrigued by uh, Asher O'Hara. Um, as I as I looked at the, uh, the ESPN's list of the results from last season, um, obviously he's leading the the team in passing all, all every game, um, but then O'Hara 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 and leading the team in rushing as well. I'm like, well, okay, that's that can be a difficult thing to defend if you don't know what the guy's going to do. And what is Army's um, a weakness? At least was was it last year? It was defense. So I, I, that, that presents a real challenge. Um, I will say off the top, yes, I, I'm picking Army because this Army is my team this year. Um, and I, I, but they, they have to bounce back from a rough season. Uh, they lost to their, the, the other two service academies. Um, probably they're the, the highlight of the season, I think, without question, is taking Michigan to overtime, yeah. um, which is always something that's uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> Uh, they need this is an odd thing to say about army but they need to pass the ball better they don't have to pass the ball much um but in, in terms of improving the offense uh third in the country in rushing you'd expect them to be there but you you've got to be able uh to to, to to hit a play action pass just once in a while um yeah. to to, to, to keep defenses honest. And that, that really opens things up. And the defense doesn't have to be lights out either. The defense, um, you know, Army wants to slow the game down. Army, Army wants to run and run and run and run. And, you know, if Army can score one touchdown per quarter and hold you to one touchdown per half, that, that's like the perfect game plan for, uh, for, the, for the Black Knights. Um, 
I, 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 I'm, I, I think Army's offense can accomplish that. Um, they're, they're, you know they're going to run the ball well. Uh, they always do. Yeah. It, it, if they can pass the ball a little bit better, offense is in great shape. So the, the, the question is the defense. And they, this is a challenge with a quarterback, uh, a dual-threat quarterback like O'Hara. Um, that's that's going to be a tough thing for them to deal with uh, off, off the top. I'm going to say, uh, because football games, for, for cadets at West Point, football games are a relief. Football games are the, are the low-pressure point of the week. Um, so I'm going to say they handle um, the challenge of, of defending Asher O'Hara uh, in the game on Saturday and beat the Raiders in what, what should be a really fun, really tight game. So there we go. We've just we've we've I've already taken care of rivalry week, right? <laughs> there it is. Dang it! In week one, there or it week is. zero, week whatever this is. It's, it's, I, it's, we're calling this week one. I don't know what, it, or maybe we should call this week two since we already did one this summer. I don't know. We'll figure know. that out. Huh. Um, prime time, prime time on Monday, eight p.m. Uh, Brigham Young at Navy, and this is interesting. Brigham Young is favored by Las Vegas uh, by a point and a half. ESPN matchup says uh, almost 78% Navy. Hmm. So, Carla, what do you think? So this is another one of those replacement games, um, yes. right? And, and I had to go look this up. This game was announced on August 6th. So I think there's and, – and, and funny that we spent the, a, a good portion of the talk, top of the show talking about Notre Dame playing in the ACC because mm-hmm. this was supposed to be Notre Dame Navy. Yes. Um, and so I think there's a piece of that, that that could come into play here with the you know hmm. the somewhat of a letdown factor for for Navy. As I saw a lot of of articles about that on how um, is Navy going to be disappointed that they're not playing Notre Dame, right? Right on a, in a prime time slot um, yeah, because yeah. that's that's what this game was supposed to be. And, not and that, in Ireland, yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. yeah. So so there's some letdown there, and you know, and and what's men- Navy's mentality? Um, it's fun that we're talking about well, you know, two of the three service academies in the first sure. week of the show, um, because Navy. I mean, if I have to choose a service academy, it's Navy, um, because that's how I, my my dad was in the Navy. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm I've been a go Navy beat Army for for my entire upbringing. Um, sorry, um, not You're really. Not sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go Navy beat Army. Um, but the last time I watched Navy, I have a I have a bone to pick with Navy because the last time I watched Navy. I had picked them in Bullapalooza to, to watch the Liberty Bowl and Navy made me late for my New Year's Eve dinner because I stayed and watched the, I stayed at home and watched the end of the Liberty Bowl because that was the time they called like all three, like Kansas State called all three of their timeouts to try to ice the Navy kicker and then they kicked it <laughs> won the game. And right. we had dinner That's reservations. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know about this. This is yeah. hysterical. And so this was the last time that I watched Navy. And of course, then, then the other thing I wrote down in my notes was, remember going out to dinner? <laughs> Um, where, 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 where did you go out to dinner? Um, it was a place called Port Bradley Farmhouse down in Nolensville, okay. Tennessee. It was a okay. it was a very quiet New Year's Eve because we're not big New Year's Eve partiers. So we uh-huh. went for a very nice farm to table dinner, um, yeah. relatively early. Um, okay. in in the like it was a seven o'clock reservation, so it wasn't you know crazy late or whatever. Right. Um, and we had a lovely dinner, and then we came home and opened a bottle of champagne and 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 watched the crazies on TV in Times Square. Like that was like much amateur hour on yeah. Times Square. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we do on New that Year's actually, Eve. That actually that sounds that sounds like a great New Year's Eve actually. It was lovely. Yeah, it was a really good meal. Um, okay. 
and so so yeah if you're ever in in nashville south of nashville nolensville tennessee park mm, right. farmhouse highly Noted. recommend Noted. anyhow um so that was the last time i watched navy <laughs> story time with carla um <laughs> i mean at least they didn't they didn't like disrupt dinner too much not too much we were only five minutes late it wasn't bad oh, see, that's not i was getting dressed like well not that that place was fancy but like i was changing out of like lounge clothes into something you appropriate gotta, to wear yeah, for dinner like during timeouts you can't wear sweats out on on new year's eve on new year's eve no but i was definitely like changing during the timeouts um <laughs> so like really they're gonna call another timeout okay i'm gonna go put eyeshadow on um <laughs> so yeah anyhow okay. um navy doesn't have malcolm perry anymore and that's that's a, that's a significant thing. <laughs> that's a huge thing. And like literally I could end my preview of Navy by just saying that Malcolm Perry has graduated, his eligibility is up. And um, then you go then you go back to you have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um so apparently the starter should be Dalen Morris, a senior. Um reports say he can quote throw the ball, which is kind of a big deal for Navy. Um because I think in the Liberty Bowl, I think um Perry only had like two passing attempts and, mm-hmm. and, and the largest pass of the game was a trick play um, yeah. that was thrown by the halfback. It wasn't even thrown by Perry. Um, so, so Navy does, Navy is even worse about the whole not passing the ball thing than army is like right. Navy just does not pass the ball. They run the triple option. And of course, think about a BYU team facing the triple option in week one is just like, Oh my gosh, what, what, <sighs> And, right, and for teams that haven't had a lot of fall practice, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean that's a huge ask, yes. and yes. to fly all the way across the country, but to play in an empty stadium mm-hmm. in Annapolis against a team that runs the triple option with a quarterback that you've never really seen on film. Go have fun, Cougars. Um, <laughs> it, what do you do? Um, and and Navy's gutsy. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. that we love about Coach Ken is like, I, I mean. The trick play, essentially the the halfback pass, like won them the Liberty yes. Bowl because it got them yes. down the field. Um, and he's not afraid to roll the dice and go for it on fourth down. Like mm-hmm. he's proven that time and time again. So so you've got a gutsy Navy team that really has nothing to lose. Nobody really knows what they're going to look like without Perry. And so and and they're playing at home. Nothing that matters, but at least they're not traveling, right? Right. Right. Um, BYU. I mean, their big thing is it's anytime you play the triple option, stay disciplined on defense. Um, mm-hmm you know man man you're stay in your lane and that's right. hard to do against the triple option um BYU has a new starting quarterback um or not new he's he's returning but he was just named the starter literally yesterday okay. um no pressure kid uh Zach Wilson named the starter on Monday um and he was the he's he's had only you know nearly 4,000 career passing yards he's had a successful career at BYU injury had an injury set him back last year um, but he, he will be the starter. Um, mm-hmm. BYU struggled in the red zone last year. They just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Um, and, and they need to get off the field on defense. They have, we've talked about that a lot. The, they just, they just give up third downs and, and make you know third, third, third manageable is a terrible situation to be when you're a defense and it's a great place to be when you're an offense. And mm-hmm. BYU just had that problem. They just couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, there's so many storylines in this game. I didn't even write them all down. Like the coaching staffs know each other. Like they, they, 
the Navy head coach was actually offered the job at BYU and then turned it down to stay at Navy. And mm-hmm. so like, there's this weird, like coaching tree, like intermingling between these two teams. So this is going to be a fun game to watch anytime. I, I love watching Navy play um, just because I love watching old school triple option. Um, sure. Be fun to see it with a new quarterback. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Navy just because why not? Um, even though this is a game that like, again, we don't have any idea. Um, there's so many unknowns with both these teams, but I'm going to say, what the heck? Navy's playing at home. Go Navy, beat, beat BYU. That doesn't okay. roll off the tongue. It, well. it does not. It does not. There are too many syllables on there, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Zach Wilson, uh, BYU's quarterback. Heard me. Uh, the thing that you that you wonder is, uh, does he have anybody to throw the ball to? Um, the, the the top three. Uh, starting receivers uh, from BYU all graduated. Um, he gets back starting tight end Matt Bushman, uh, who's who's been a three year starter. Uh, so that's that's a significant thing. Um, and then one of the receivers who should uh, be on the field a whole bunch is Gunnar Romney. Um, and because we're talking about Brigham Young University, he is a nephew of Mitt Romney. Um, Navy, uh, you mentioned no Malcolm Perry. Um, I, it, I, I don't want to say Malcolm Perry was, was, was a talent. He was not a system quarterback. I think Navy can get by with a system quarterback, um, because of coach Ken's system. And I love that you referred to him as coach Ken. So neither of us had to worry about uh, saying his last name to pronounce his last name. <laughs> yep. um, Cause I just, I didn't, I didn't even bother writing it down. It's like coach Ken, can rely, but if Navy can rely on coach Ken's system, um, and especially if the defense can, can slow down the Cougars just a bit. Again, as I said with Army, don't have to be lights out, um, yeah. because, but the offense will, will slow down the game. Uh, and, and, and this is a game that I, I think uh, Navy can win this. I, I, don't, I honestly do not understand the line other than just sort of reputation. Um, I, I, I think this is maybe not an easy win for Navy, but I, I think an obvious win for Navy. How's that sound? How's I'll take that. that. Boys and girls, you can hear the Carly Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, whatever Google service is called these days, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. There's something else in this tagline that I don't remember, but I said it every single week last year. And I can't, what was, what was it? To come back said, next week to see exactly how wrong we were. Well, yeah, that's, and, and be sure to come back next week and see exactly how wrong we were. Carla, (laughs) (laughs) any final thoughts? After nine years, we forgot the tag. (laughs) Uh, I've only been doing the tag for like two. (laughs) The the tag started when we started doing, when I started doing the audio podcast. So, uh, and that's not as, I'm not as, and I can't, I can't, I have no idea what season it is anyway. So, um, it's like season nine and a half or like, is that what happens? Like if, if the big 10 and, and the PAC 12 decide to play in January, is that season 9.5? Oh God. Do we do, do we do more shows? If there are, <laughs> we have to, it's the big 10. Wow. It's our thing. I didn't even thought about that. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. We got to, we got to, is that your final thought? I, I, I guess because there's not a whole, <laughs> I don't know any of the other games happening this weekend. Like, uh, trust me, these are the three most significant games <laughs> this weekend. Uh, there are, there are power five teams, uh, playing next weekend. 
um, and uh, we are going to come back and talk about them because that's what we do. What's, what's going to happen beyond that? Um, Carl and I will shrug at the same time. We have no idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, for, for right now, uh, we, we have college football games. Um, and we are college football fans. And we are going to enjoy the college football games that have been put in front of us, regardless of the circumstances. Um, yes. At Carla, here we go. For season nine, whatever, and whatever it whatever, is, whatever it brings, um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be doing this again, and I'm 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 happy to uh, I'm happy that you're you're uh, doing this with me. Yeah, um, boys and girls, I am happy that you are listening to us as well. This is going to be a season like um, we have never seen, and uh, we're going to stick with it for as, as long as we need to. Cheers, everybody. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers.